tonight I want to go in and, uh, you know, I know since I was over 30 minutes this morning that all I'm supposed to do is pray tonight and then and we're done, right? No? I have something that I feel that God really needs for us to get tonight. Um, Andrew, do you have that first slide up? I can't see the slides. Go ahead. And we're still dealing with this aspect of hope under construction. We're building our hope, but we have to build a foundation for it, uh, you know, and we are renovating our hope today, and we're going to be dealing with Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 7 through 15. This is Nehemiah chapter 4, verses 7 through 15, but last week, last week, whenever, or not last week, it, the last time that I was able to speak on Nehemiah, uh, you know, we learned the importance of prayer, but we also learned that we have to be diligent in our prayers. If not, then we are subject to being discouraged. We also found out that in this necessity of prayer, that we have to make sure that we pray for God's will to be done and not simply my will to be done. We have to make sure that in our prayers and through our scripture reading uh, and through our walk with Christ that our prayers line up with what God really has for us, to, uh, you know, has for us in this, you know, in this. But we also learn that whenever you pray hard, you also need to work hard. It doesn't really make very much sense for us to pray really hard and then sit there and say, okay, God, I've prayed. Now I'm going to wait on you to do it. God wants us to put hands to and feet uh, you know, to what he has for us. So we need to pray, but we also need to work. We find this in Nehemiah. But in verses 7 through 15, they're having a little bit of difficulty. Did anybody, did, did anybody watch college football yesterday? Anybody watch college football games? Okay, good. I'm, I'm glad y'all watched college football games. Uh, you know, what about Oregon and Stanford? Did you stay up and watch that one? In any college football game, you can see, uh, you know, momentum, what they call momentum, uh, you know, the big M, will shift. Uh, you know, there will be a team that will have a good play, and oh my goodness, they get all excited. The next thing you know, their defense is playing a whole lot better than they've played every game. They could have been losing by 20 points, and all of a sudden they're going to be ahead by three points or whatever. Momentum changes. In our lives, momentum changes. What's your favorite sports movie? Huh? Facing the Giants? Okay. Rudy. Remember the Titans? Andrew, can you put up that next two slides there, big guy? No. We have this, don't we, babe? So, so what's your, your favorite sports movie? I'll give you a list of them just in case you're really not that much of a sports fan and you forgot that they were actually sports movies. Uh, you know, because, uh, you know, Rudy, you got, you know, that's one. Uh, you know, so how many of you like Rudy? Haven't heard of it. What about The Natural? The Natural, wasn't that a good movie? That was really good. 
Rudy, I'm a little confused about Rudy because this is a man that had no football talents whatsoever that spent all four years of his college life trying to play a sport that he was no good at. You know, I just don't understand that. You're supposed to go for the sports that you're the best at. Oh, we're not talking about reality. Okay. What about the Mighty Ducks? Go Ducks. Go Ducks. Rocky. One, two, three, or four. Rocky. Love you, Adrian. <laughs> I had to do that. I just, I just had to do that. <laughs> Although my wife is not named Adrian, uh, you know, I've always wanted to shout that, uh, but uh, I, I got that out of my, uh, you know, out of my system. What, what about the Hoosiers? <laughs> what about the Hoosiers? You like the Hoosiers? I, you know, basketball. That was really, that was really good for me. Basketball. Uh, you know, now, there's one on here, and I'm going to check and see if any of y'all know this one here. The Legend of Beggar Vance. You know that one? Isn't that a great movie? Oh, man, that is, that is just an awesome movie. I, you know, I can watch that thing five, six, seven times. You know, that is just a great movie. Of course, it's about golf. But whenever we see and whenever we think about these movies and we think about sports... There's always times where things are happening and they're really excited and they're going good. And then there's times that they're, that they're not going very good. That's where we find ourselves in Nehemiah tonight. Because here they are, they have been working diligently. We also remember, you remember, okay, the kings, uh, you know, the surrounding areas. Uh, you know, they really, uh, you know, they thought they would deter them by, uh, you know, trash talking them. Uh, you know, so they talked about how bad the wall was and that if a fox ran on top of the wall, it would fall apart. Uh, you know, and they tried this psychological warfare and, and it really didn't work. So this, this time in this passage of scripture, we find that, uh, you know, they are going away from the psychological warfare and they are actually... You know, bringing in other kings from the surrounding areas, and they're like, hey, look, they're really building this wall. All these other times, they really haven't had that much headway, but guys, I'm telling you, they're really building this wall, and they're going to succeed. We have to come up with a plot and a plan that's going to derail them from building this wall, from rebuilding this wall. So what did they do? They decided that what they were going to do was they were going to join together and they were going to attack the wall all different directions at the same time. Now, in this particular time, there were people that were, there were some Jews that, uh, you know, that lived outside of the wall that would come in and work on the wall. They literally lived in and amongst their enemies. And they would come in and they would work. They spread those rumors. I've heard they're going to attack today at such and such of a time. And everybody was all up in arms. But what do we find out that happens? I think it's interesting. Because all the way up until this time, Nehemiah was the one that prayed. But here, the scripture says, they prayed. Huh? They prayed. Or we need to call out to God. The people were beginning to think a little bit like Nehemiah. Nehemiah had trouble. He went to God. 
he prayed. We have trouble, what do we do? The song this morning talked about fear gripping us. Fear taking away our victory. Fear causing discouragement. Fear causing us to really stop doing what God has asked us and what God needs for us to do. They became fearful of what was happening or what was supposed to happen. I don't know, I don't know how your, your makeup is. Not the makeup that you put on. Because women, all of you look like your makeup is just beautiful. And y'all were just so glowing tonight and just lovely. But for me, whenever I eat lunch, I have difficulty going back to work. Man, I, whenever I worked at the plants, I, you know, I, believe it or not, the summer after I came back, uh, you know, from, uh, you know, from college, after my first, you know, my freshman year in college, I planted sugarcane. And that was back before you had a machine that planted sugarcane. I walked behind a trailer and I would pull out two stalks of sugarcane and I would lay it down in the row. And you had to overlap them by a foot because every knuckle, sugarcane will regrow. At every knuckle, five or six new stalks will come out. So that's how you planted them. I walked behind that trailer for eight to nine hours a day. The man, my, the man lives down the street from my dad now, and he still tells my dad that I was the hardest worker that he's ever had. Until lunchtime. It's like you get my belly full and I have hard time getting back out there. I, you know, it's like I eat, it's nap time. I was kind of that way in school too. You eat, you go to your next class, that's nap time. That's about time I had science. That's why I didn't pass science. How many of you have difficulty... Finishing a project. How many of you have five projects in your yard right now that you wish you could finish up? See, Peggy's dad has about five or six projects, not for him to complete, but for, uh, you know, for Peg's mom to complete. He thinks of them, they get started on it, and then he thinks of a new one, and then they go off to a new one. But that's what happened to, that's what was going on. Not that they were finding a new project. Let's be real with ourselves. The longer we walk this walk with Christ, the harder Satan's going to fight us to finish it. The more we try to be like Christ, the more that Satan is going to try to derail that process. The harder it's going to get for us to complete the project in churches, in our Christian walk. How many of you have started to read the Bible from cover to cover and you failed about three weeks in? We get all excited. God's called me into this new ministry and I'm really excited. We're going to do this and we're going to do this and we're going to go over here and we're going to minister to these people over here and we're going to go and we're going to do this and this night we're going to have, everybody's going to meet up tonight and you have one person shows up. And you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe God wants me to do this. And then we're going to get up, we're going to get all excited, and we're going to go, and we're going to go do this. There's ups and downs. There's valleys. If we're not careful, we will quit halfway through. 
And we quit halfway through because Satan has said, you know, I started out tempting John this way and it kind of worked, but he kept on going and he's really beginning to gain ground. Maybe I need to adjust my philosophy and my tempting. Maybe I can get him if I go this way. And the next thing we know, we're beginning to slow down. Momentum has changed. Satan's not going to stop fighting us. He might change the method in getting to us, but he's not going to stop. And that goes with one of those things. I, you know, I, I think, you know, here we are, you know, when we're 10 years into our walk with Christ and, and we kind of think back and, uh, you know, I know, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking, I'm talking about myself. I can think back and I'm like, man, I, you know, Six, seven years, eight years of my Christian walk. I really struggled with this. But now it's nothing. But then I think about it and I'm like, oh yeah, but I really struggle with this now. And back here, I, I didn't even know this existed. I, I, I didn't even realize this was an issue. Satan's going to constantly work on us. I, you know, we see it here with Nehemiah. They, they changed their philosophy. I, you know, psychological warfare wasn't working. The thing about it is, the second half is often difficult for us to complete because we're not seeking God for His strength. Good things begin to happen. And as those good things begin to happen, we begin to stop praying as much. We begin to do a little bit more on our own. We begin to take a little bit more control over it than what we did at first. We begin listening to the naysayers that's behind us, that's telling us that you can't do it. We begin feeling our enemy literally pressing in on our sides. We have to remember from day one to the day that it's completed, we've got to trust in God. The way that we started it off in day one needs to be the same thing that we're doing at the completion of the project. Booger really helps me out with this. We all have heard the stories about the construction downstairs, right? Booger was like, no, we're going to, we have the project. We need to do it today. Oh, Booger, we've gone as far as we can go. No, we can go a little bit further. I, I you know, I went there, I, you know, downstairs. Booger has half the ceiling in. Him and Steve, half the ceiling in, and I come down there, and Steve's gone, and Booger's like, "We all we have is this little section right here." I'm like, "Booger, you've done all this stuff right here." I, you know, he put in something like a hundred and hundred and thirty, hundred and forty screws. I'm like, "Booger, your shoulder's not hurting. I put in five, and mine's killing me." Oh, Pastor, come on, we got to get this done. We've got to get it knocked out. There's a project that God has for us to do. Satan is going to do everything that he can. To stop it. If God's called you to do a ministry. And you've thought about that ministry. You might have even done part of that ministry. But nobody showed up. Doesn't mean that God still doesn't want you to do that ministry. We can't allow the enemy to creep in. And to stop us from completing the work that God has asked us to complete. And I don't know about, about this group. About y'all that's here. I am really finding it interesting that God has brought me to Nehemiah in talking about constructing hope 
whenever our two-year anniversary has came about. I'm like, God, that, that's where we're at as a church. We look at what we've got here two years ago. Y'all called Peggy and I here to minister here. And it was God's will for, this, you know, for it to happen. We're two years into this and we've lost some people. We have less people on Sunday mornings than, we've had, than we had whenever we started here. Are we going to continue down the path? Or are we going to allow Satan to use those numbers and derail the task that God has for us to complete? See, Nehemiah is teaching us something that we're right here in the midst of. So tonight, uh, you know, yes, we're fixing to go get ice cream. Oh, man. We're fixing to go get ice cream. But we need to be encouraged. We're not halfway through with this ministry. But we're at a point in the ministry that if we allow Satan to conquer us, that it will completely falter. Nehemiah is trying to help us with this. And he says, you have to do this underneath God's strength, not your own. So whenever we get tired because we had dinner Thursday night and we had dinner Friday night and we had apple picking Saturday and we have ice cream tonight and we have cottage prayer meeting Thursday and we have bikers Sunday or bikers uh, you know, service Sunday morning uh, you know, with fifth Sunday sing Sunday night. Uh, you know, and we, we feel like we're, we're getting tired because there's too much stuff for us to do. What I say, rely upon God's strength because this is His ministry. And if we're doing what God truly wants us to do and we rely upon Him whenever we're the weakest, He's the strongest and we'll be able to make it through. But we have to stand firm through this. And we've got to see this from the beginning all the way to the end. Whenever we received the phone call from Dr. Estep and he said it was a unanimous vote. Uh, and, and then he looked at me and he said, he didn't look at me. He paused for a moment and I said, well, can I pray about it? And I thought after I said that, uh, you know, the man is most probably like, really? It's unanimous from the church congregation to call you as their pastor and you need to think about it but of course we accept it we have to stay true to the course there might be some things that are not going exactly the way that you thought they should be going two years into this ministry but we're headed in the right direction we just need to trust him we need to trust in his strength amen amen let's stand for dismissal so what i'm going to do is i'm going to go ahead and pray to close but I'm going to pray for the ice cream that it can be as healthy as possibly. And then what I need to happen is, is I need to have the birthday people for the month of September to go first. And then whenever we all get in there, we will sing happy birthday. And then we will allow you to have your ice cream first. Birthdays from September, you go first. All right? Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for tonight. Uh, you know, God, I pray, dear Lord, that your face would shine upon us and that your blessings will be poured out on us this week. God, I pray that you will be with us in our time of fellowship. And God, that you would bless this food to the nurse for our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen.